There was one day in my dorm, I remember, I was all by myself and I was just really going through something and I just like kind of fell on my knees in my dorm room and I just was having such a panic attack. Uh, just one of those ones where it just felt so debilitating, like nothing could bring me out of it. And then I just prayed to God on my knees, um, do not be anxious for anything, but through thanksgiving and supplication, make your request known to God. And I prayed that prayer and in the moment, like I, it felt such immediate peace, like all throughout my body. And I said, okay, there's only one reason why this peace is here and now, and that is because of Jesus, like he was here with me. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Brennan Loveless. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Chair. We've got an awesome episode lined up today. I'm very excited for this conversation. And real quick, if this is your first time listening to Third Chair, it talk, we just want to talk to people about what God has done in their life, who they were before they met Christ, who they were and, and how they met Jesus. And then the third chair is... This is what God has been doing in their life since they met Jesus, since they made a decision to follow him. And with me is my awesome co-host and friend, Tom Pounder. Tom, Tom Pounder. Tom Pounder. Tom, how are you doing today, man? Man, Brennan, I am doing fantastic. Why? Well, because it's a great fall day. We're recording this in the fall, so it's a great fall day in Virginia. And if you've never been to Virginia in the fall, it's beautiful. The leaves are changing colors. Do, Brennan, do they do they, do they have a change of seasons in St. Louis when you were growing up? Yes, Tom. Like oh. it's not the beach. Like we don't have palm trees. Yes, we have oak trees and maple trees, and the leaves and change, they change colors. colors too? And they fall. We actually have snow, oh, dude. Shoot. Okay. 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 My, my bad. My bad. On that. Well, I just okay. thought Virginia was just unique like that. This is going to turn into a climate conversation real quick, and okay. that is not what people want to listen to on oh, this podcast. Okay. Well, then let me ask you this question, and this does apply to our guest today. Okay. okay. It better. Okay. Growing up, and this applies to us not just your past, but also so you're now because you have young kids. Yeah. But are you guys into Star Wars and like Marvel comics or Marvel movies? Do oh, you, guys, you guys like that stuff? Of course, man. The one of my one of my childhood dreams. I'll never forget this. I was Spider-Man for Halloween. My mom made me this awesome costume when I was five. There are pictures out there, and if my mom's listening, she's probably gonna comment somewhere and put yes. a picture. <laughs> awesome. And I remember asking my mom, Mom, why don't they? they my brother was a Batman fan. Uh huh. And there's, of course, the Michael Keaton original Batman mm-hmm. movies that were out. And I was like, when are they going to make a Spider-Man movie, Mom? And she's like, I don't know. And, and of course, technology back then, Spider-Man would have been an awful movie back yes. then. And uh, so anyway, fast forward, I was on my 16th birthday, no joke, on my 16th birthday, the first Spider-Man came out. And it was amazing. Wait, the one with Tobey Maguire? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. That one, that one. Yeah, because I'm old now. So, <laughs> but all the Marvel movies, I love the Marvel movies, and my kids love them. I've started showing some of them, and then all the Star Wars stuff since Disney owns it now. Yeah, we're huge fans. Okay, that's good to know. Now, why do you ask me that? Because our guest, okay, when I first met our guest, one of the coolest things I thought about her, I was like, she is super cool because she loves Marvel. Yeah, and she loves. Uh, Star Wars. So, Brennan, why don't okay, you? Okay, I, wa- I was wondering where you were going to yeah, go yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so our guest today, uh, she's awesome, uh, and I'm also saying that because she actually works with me on our creative team at church. Her name is Madison Przbaki. Did I say that right? You did. Oh my yes. goodness. Hey, good luck, listener. If you want to try and spell that, we should have something on social media trying to guess how to spell her Please name. Do. Because there's no way you're gonna get it. I still don't know how to spell it. Well, the interesting thing yes, tell, is tell that so. her name is that today, but at the time that you listen to it, her name her last name is going to be different. 
What is her last name going to be? I'm going to be Andrews. Last name Andrews, way easier to spell. So yes. much uh, that is why, alphabet to the top. That's why you said yes, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's it. <laughs> top of the, yeah, top of, top of the alphabet, top of the too. Alphabet. Mm-hmm. Hey, congrats on that. Thank you. Tom, Tom and I are in the middle uh, with our last names. Yep. Okay, so Madison, uh, we're going to try this out real quick, okay? I don't know mm-hmm. if we've done this with any of our other guests, okay? So rapid-fire questions, you just answer like as quickly as you can. Ooh, okay. Do you like ice cream? Yes. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Oh, okay. I like that. Oh, okay. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Tom, you got a couple? Beach or mountains? Beach. Uh, favorite holiday? Christmas. Okay. Um, this isn't going to be so rapid fire. Oh, no. Favorite sports team? Steelers. Ooh. Okay. If you could retire anywhere, where would it be? Um, I don't have a specific place, but somewhere that has all four seasons. Okay. Yes. Uh, which ties into our intro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And what do you love about your life right now? Uh, well, like Tom said, the leaves are changing. It's just beautiful outside. Um, God's been really fruitful in the harvest. And also I'm getting married in 18 days. <laughs> yeah. So your, so your anniversary will be in the fall, Yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. I'm so excited for that. And also all three of my kids are in the wedding. Yeah, they are. So I am sure we're going to have some lifelong family memories from that wedding. Cause for sure. my daughter has been waiting all 11 years of her life to be a flower a girl. Flower girl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what my boys are going to do being the ring bears. So, <laughs> so <laughs> or, or, Studs. or on the dance floor. Don't know. Um, Madison, thank you so much, uh, for uh, agreeing to do this. Like we've said before, like we really believe that every single one of us has a story. And so, um, you know, if you're listening right now, uh, one of the big kind of the, the big points to us wanting to do this is so that you listening right now, you might think, I really want to be able to tell people about God. I just don't know how to do it. I feel like I don't know enough. And one of the easiest places to start is, well, what is your story? Like, what did God do in your life? And as we talked about, we use kind of the imagery of three chairs, right? So Madison, tell us uh, a little bit about your background, um, kind of starting with that first chair. But even if you want to talk a little bit about your childhood, like go for it. Like, so just start us off. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in the church. Um, so I knew um, about God and I knew all the basic Bible stories from like Sunday school. So it clicked with me pretty early on that there is a God and he sent his son Jesus. And I think what didn't click for me as much was just that I could have that personal relationship with God. And so, and like, why, why is that? Like, can you dig into that? Why did you not feel like you could have that? Yeah, I think it was almost like God was elevated so much that I couldn't reach him, you know, like Mm. he was so vast and almost like I'm so small that I have to go through certain steps, certain people in able to, in order to talk to God or be present with him. And you grew up in the Catholic church. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. Gotcha. I mean, do you think, is that what you mean by like, I feel like I had to go through other people or I had to do certain things to like get God's favor? Like, was that kind of going on as you started to get older and think about things? Yeah, I would say so. I think, um, it felt like sometimes I would have to do more of the works instead of having faith. Like I would have Mm. to do X, Y, and Z in order to get closer to God or hear his voice. Um, Yeah. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, and so talk to us a little bit about your home life. Do you, you, uh, you brothers and sisters, and did you uh, being in the Catholic Church? Did you have to go through a lot of the Catholic classes that that a lot of the Catholic people do? Yeah, so it's um, just the four of us: my mom, my dad, and my brother. And uh, older or younger? Younger brother. He's at JMU right now. So uh, shout out to oh, him. And JMU is what does that stand for? Uh, James Madison University. Uh, and where is it? In Harrisonburg, Virginia. Okay, gotcha. And, and yeah. I like I like to say they are right now the best team in the state of Virginia in college football because they yeah. are nationally ranked number twenty five in the nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were they good back then? By the way, when you went to college? Yeah, they were. Okay, yeah. okay. okay so continue. <laughs> Sorry, tell us about your family. <laughs> Total tangent. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, no, I had a great childhood. Um, Love my family. We're still very close, um, and. Yeah, growing up in the Catholic Church, I did do all the CCD classes, which are just weekly classes for um, kids to learn about God, learn of the stories, and also obtain the blessed sacraments that were in the Catholic Church. And I will say something I admire um, about the Catholic Church is that it definitely taught me how to have proper discipline. Like I think now learning about the disciplines through, or the spiritual disciplines, it is not easier, but it makes more sense to me to have discipline um, in how I you know, go about my life and honoring God and being obedient to God because the Catholic Church definitely teaches you disciplines with going through um, certain steps in life. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really important that you hit on the spiritual disciplines because we, we've talked about that at church, at New Life, our church, um, a, a few different times. And I think, you know, when you think about spiritual disciplines, you often think about praying and you think mm-hmm. about reading the Bible. But there's so many more disciplines in that that you can incorporate into your life to really truly experience God with mm-hmm. like meditation and solitude, fasting. We, we've gone through different fasting campaigns at New Life. It's really important to incorporate those different uh, disciplines into your life. Absolutely. Yeah, I know we're on kind of a little bit of a side note. One of the most important things for me, and I I think for a lot of people that at least are listening in America, is um, we don't really know how to rest. And and Sabbath is all, and resting is also a spiritual discipline, but it's also a commandment that God, you know, gives us, and He gives us that example, you know, in Scripture. Um, But like taking that, that, that's been a big one for me, learning how to do that, like shut off my phone, you know, or not answer, you know, texts or calls, you know, when. When it's you know my Sabbath, my day off, right? Um, Madison, tell us a little bit more. So, like, you, you grew up in the church. You were talking about that, and that's great. The disciplines. I, I'd never really thought about that, but that's that's really that's really something. Um, but so, like, what was your life like before you before you felt like you actually met Christ? Like, mm-hmm. what was that first chair, so to speak? Right. Yeah. So, I would say in high school is when. Um, I, I mean, everyone in high school, you know, it's such an insecure time because especially for me, I felt like I was putting my identity, especially into people and approval, sports, school, all everything else besides something so permanent that is Christ and something that is peaceful as is Christ. And so I would just like find, seek approval from other people, or I would try and just put my worth and identity and everything else. And it just led to anxiety and depression. And I wrestled with that for pretty much all throughout high school and into college. Really? Yeah. So, and I know a little bit about that as we've worked together, but like in high school and then going into college, how did that anxiety, because I know, you know, there's a lot of that, especially like 
whatever through COVID post COVID, if we can even, I guess if we can say that now, you know, but like lots of mental health things that are going on that people are dealing with. Um, like how did that kind of affect you? And then what, what did you find that actually helped you battle some of that anxiety and, and depression? Yeah, I would say in high school, I, um, I think, let me think about this. I think in high school, what I would do is I would try to distract myself from if I was feeling anxious. So I'd go out and I'd play sports. I'd go out and hang out with friends. I'd just find very practical things just because I wasn't really um, exploring my faith too much in high school, I would say. I think when I started going to um, home groups, uh, Patrick Dennis's home group in high school, junior and senior year. And Patrick Dennis is a, an amazing guy at our ch- at our church. He's on the teaching team, but he does that as a volunteer. He's awesome. Uh, and he and his wife, Carrie, have this just amazing home group uh, in, in like around the community where they live. And I mean, there's tons of high school students that come to that. I think it's like every Sunday night, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so you went to that. Yeah. Uh, my, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, my junior and senior year. And um, at this time too, I'll say like my family and I were still going to church every Sunday. And so I was still being poured into. And now on top of going or going to mass every Sunday, going to Patrick and Carrie's home group, I was getting poured into even more. So I was having all of these outlets of things being poured into me. I just was not seeking um, or exploring that even further, that spiritual aspect of a relationship with God. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're talking about this because uh, you're, you're talking this as you were experiencing this in high school. I'm so, I'm so far removed from high school. I can't really kind of put myself in that place. But what I can do is as a father now, I have two high school girls right now. I had two that are already out of high school. But I, as a parent, I'm walking through that with my daughters as they're kind of discovering their identity and who they are. And I try to incorporate the faith aspect too. But it can be so hard to really juggle all that. Yeah. I, at the time we're recording, this is like the end of October. I, I literally just got back yesterday, um, from leading worship at uh, a friend's church, uh, back where I'm from in St. Louis. And the, the guy who is the lead pastor of that church was my youth pastor and knew me from the time I was eight. And he has continued to be a mentor of mine, but there's like a common thread here because on our last episode we had Leo and Leo talked about like finding Christ and coming to Christ. Like, by coming to church and being a part of the youth group. And there were people there that poured into him. And that is how he was like, Hey, I think there's this God who, who loves me because I'm in this community and these people love me. And I can attest to that because I don't know where I would be if there wasn't a guy like that, who was my, my youth pastor and then invited me to actually, Hey man, you play guitar, right? You want to, why don't you like hang out with our youth band and like, you know, just kind of jam with them. And then the rest of my life was affected by that, you know, like not even in the church, but just, you know, writing music and trying to explore those gifts. And then now I've been in ministry for a long time, you know, so I know Patrick and Carrie are that for a lot of people. And, and Tom, I've got young kids and I'm thinking about that now, like, man, there's going to be other people that I want, you know, them, my kids to have a good influence in their life to help disciple them even though my wife and I are trying to do that at home, it's like there's a lot of other people in the body of Christ, the church, 
that can that can also influence and mm-hmm. and you know pour into your kids. So that is that's really cool. I, I'm so glad you shared that, Madison. So take us a little further now. So you're kind of exploring that, but did do you feel like you really met Christ there, or are we kind of still in that first chair part? Yeah, we're still in that first chair, and it's interesting that you said you know you meet people who kind of set you up for the rest of your life because I first met Tess now Quinn. Um, through Patrick and Carrie. And she is probably one of those people in my life that once I met her has set kind of the future, like my future of where I am now too. And tell, tell people a little bit about who Tess is since they don't know Tess. Tess um, comes to New Life. She and I lead a young women's Bible study together. She's wonderful. She uh, worked as the Connections Minister. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure anyone who goes to New Life knows her. She's just... Wonderful. Yeah, but you also met her in college. Well, you yes. met her in high school because she's a couple years older than you. Yeah, she's you. two years older than me. And then you guys wound up at school together when you went yeah. to JMU. She was there. And then didn't you guys like live in like I don't know, I don't know, dorms or some <laughs> house or something like that together? No, not together. So what oh, okay. happened was is my freshman year, my my second or third day on campus, I get this text from Tess, who I really only met once. And she said, Hey, my friends and I are going to the Waffle House. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. Why not? That's the place to be. So if you haven't been to the Waffle House, shameless plug, need to go. I, I have never been to well, a Waffle House. you've never been to a Waffle House? Yeah, that's no, I, I know that. I, I, I had okay, to share Madison, that. I had to confess that. Them. Thank you so much. I, 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 this is a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad this is a safe place. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. All right, Madison, keep going. Um, and so I hung out with her and a few friends. And since then, Tess would help me connect and, and get plugged in with community events through our Christian ministry, InterVarsity. And so since she was a couple years older than me, she actually led um, freshman Bible study group. Uh, I was in that group with um, some people now to this day are some of my best friends. So I think getting plugged into community through that ministry in college was what also helped set me up to um, get to my second chair of meeting Christ because Tess um, helped kind of organize that. So, so if, if you're finished with that first year, that was your life before Christ, right? So then, um, what like, so, okay. So then what's that second chair? How did you come to know Jesus? Right. Yeah. So again, uh, more being poured into through now, um, a Christian organization through people, through other believers, just constantly getting poured into reading the word every day. And I never read the word every day in general. And so, but at this point I was just still like reading it because culturally that's what other people were doing. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm not doing this because I'm seeking something. But again, I wrestled so much with anxiety that I would continue to put my identity in those friendships, in um, my career at well as a college student. And so there was one day in my dorm, I remember I was all by myself and I was just really going through something maybe with friends. And I just like kind of fell on my knees in my dorm room. And I just was having such a panic attack. Uh, just one of those ones where it just felt so debilitating, like nothing could bring me out of it. And then I just prayed to God on my knees and Philippians 4, 6 is a verse that I've had always on my heart when it comes to anxiety. Um, Do not be anxious for anything, but through thanksgiving and supplication, make your request known to God. And I prayed that prayer. And in the moment, like I, it felt such immediate peace, like all throughout my body. And I said, okay, there's only one reason why this peace is here and now. And that is because of Jesus. Like he was here with me 
And at that moment is when I was like, if I can't put my worth and identity into anything else that's going to let me down or family because everything in this earth is so temporary. And so from that point on is from that moment on, I have put my identity and my worth in Christ. And it has really created a firm foundation for me. And um, yeah. I, I love this aspect of your story because there's a few different things that I heard you say mm-hmm. that I kind of want to bring back to you. Is that one is that you have these friends that kind of came alongside of you that you're still friends with now. And I think we can get so caught up in going back to high school. that The high school, that's where my real worth is going to be. But reality is as you get older, God brings along different people in your life. And at different seasons in your time, God brings along different people and then he's kept it. And what you has united you guys is Christ and God in your life. And I also love how Tess, the third day of school or whatever it was, second or third day, she texted you how important it is for you to get connected into a group of people like that. But then this last thing that you just shared about how you had an experience with God and you've never forgotten it. I know for me that I've had an experience where I felt God's peace. And what I try to encourage people all the time is never forget that moment. In fact, when I went to counseling before, my counselor was, would tell me when I would experience good times and I would experience bad times. He would say, the bad times, remember that experience because you never want to feel like that again. But those good times, remember those great times because you always want to feel like that. And you've associated that great time, that time of coming out of something with God and how God has brought you through. And you're like, if this is God, I never want to experience anything else, you know? Yeah. If I could go back to um, you talking about Tess texting you on like the second or third day, you know, uh, Tom just made a great point there. Uh, I would kind of like add on to that. If you are, um, someone and somebody comes to your mind like that, or you're in close proximity with that person again, you know, like, Oh, I haven't seen Madison in a while. Cause you know, she's been at school or whatever, it, but it's like, Oh, I found out she's coming, you know, she's coming here. She's going to school or it could be any situation. You know, for me, I've tried to make it a point that, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I like weird some people out that I haven't talked to, but it's like, I really do believe that sometimes God puts people on our hearts and I could go on about stories of like me just randomly, I'm sure from their point of view, I'm randomly texting them mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh man, this is what's going on in my life right now. And then I can pray for them or I can call them and pray for them in person. But you never know how that's going to uh, A, affect somebody, but also it's a part of us trying to follow Jesus you know, better each day and being sensitive to where he's leading us and who he is leading us to. So I think that is just amazing, you know, and yes, we need that community, you know, and I think a lot of people, I think they want it and they don't know that they want it, you know, um, that true community, you know, I think that's kind of probably a huge epidemic in our, in our like culture right now is like isolation. And then people are finding themselves in all sorts of bad things, whether it's just mental health issues or it's actual like addictions, you know, that they are, are, are falling prey to because they don't have those people in their life that they can reach out to for help or, or they just don't. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Madison, would you add anything to that before we move on about how, like how you met Jesus? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you guys talking about community is also such an important thing too, because I think if I didn't have, again, even since like high school, my family pouring into me, Patrick and Carrie, like all these people pouring into me, I don't think if I, 
going into college would have found also a community as well, just that was so rooted in Christ. That also helped lead me to Christ. That's awesome. Um, and such a great point too, you know, with those, again, with those people that are, are pouring into us. Um, so Madison, we moved from the second chair. You met Jesus. Um, what, like, how has, so let's move into the third chair. Like, what has your life been like since Jesus, because, since you met Jesus? So, like, and I know there's a bunch of stuff because I know for Tom and I, we, we come into your life, like, l- kind of a little bit, you know, a couple years after that or, you know, whatever. Um, so talk, talk us through what's your life been like since you met Jesus, since that moment, you know, in your dorm room, as you mentioned. Yeah, I think... Ever since then, there was a certain confidence that God put in me of, okay, I know who I am now, and I need to go affirm everyone else in their identity in Christ. And so even still in college, when I was a junior, I was able to give back what Christ has given in me to other younger women. So I kind of now roles reversed. Tess was my Bible study leader. Now I became a Bible study leader for freshman women. And I was able to, who, by the way, are the best. I'm going to shout them out. They're called the Crispy Queens. So they're the best. Oh, no. um, just, just letting you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how and why do they have that name? Because my co-leader, Liza, and I, we loved Krispy Kreme donuts. And so we would yes. bring them to them uh, a lot. And then they were queens. So Krispy Queens. That's awesome. That is a great <laughs> name. Thank you, you know so what? Much. I'm just going to say this right here so that I can take credit for it later though. Oh no. That would be a great band name, like for an all, <laughs> an all girl band. Okay. You know what I mean? And I don't know what kind of music they play. What kind of music do you think the Krispy Queen, Queens would oh, man. play? It has to be like pop. Okay. Pop. Okay. Sure. Yeah. What, what about like all girl punk band though? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll be punk. Madison's just agreeing with everything. Yeah. yeah. Cause she's Sorry. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause she's like, Hey man, I was in the middle of my story. Okay. No. Go ahead. Okay. Go, go ahead. Madison. <laughs> no, just that. But I was able to walk in like in these girls lives with them as they were also transitioning from like high school into college, which is such a hard time for not just girls, but also guys. Like it's, you're leaving what was comfortable coming into a new state of your life and finding out who, you know, the world will say you should be. And so walking through life with them and affirming their identity in Christ was more rewarding as they were able to find confidence in Christ. And like, even to this day, watching them do missional work and continue pouring into other young people, like it is such a blessing to see God work through me um, and like use my story for them. And so that was college and... Now we're here after college, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. So, so you work at New Life now, and uh, and that was With the best staff ever. <laughs> well, the, yeah. at least two of the best. Yeah, staff. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, um, but. How did that come to be? I mean, you were, seriously, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, were you right out of college? Had you just graduated? And then it was like six months later, you were like working at New Life. Is that? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, so walk me through that because then there's, and I I know I'm kind of like, I'm not trying to feed you anything, but like your third share, all of us, our third share after Christ continues, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of our life. Like, right. yes, we, there's a second chair. This is how I came to, to know Jesus. And then the rest of my life, 
is supposed to be that third chair, right? And how I'm trying to pursue him and God, what are you doing in my life? Where are you leading me? So you get out of college and then what? You move back, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I moved back home and I was looking for a job and yeah, there was a six month period where I didn't have a job or I was looking for jobs. And it's just so competitive in this area. It was also 2021. So still kind of in mm-hmm. COVID. And so you never knew what was going on. And so it was really hard and kind of a, also a low point in my life as well, where I was just angry with, you know, not being able to see where God was supposed to, where I was supposed to be, you know? And so I, it felt really isolating. It was very frustrating, but again, who else popped into my life and brought me kind of out of that was Tess. And so she texted me again, quote unquote, randomly a day, on, 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 on one day, one, one day. On, on one day. And she said, Hey, let's go get Kava and talk. And I said, sure. Why not? Because um, it's Kava. Because it's Kava and it's the best. <laughs> hey Kava, we want you to sponsor us. Thank you. <laughs> and, we were talking a lot about what my life was looking like right now and what was missing. And she said, well, Madison, you need to take a step of obedience to God. If And there, we've been having a lot of conversations about baptism, about faith. And she was like, you need to take that step of obedience if like, like this is your next step. Because I believe that I, you know, I've been following Christ for the last few years, but I never really knew the importance of baptism. And so we had that conversation and then we didn't really talk for a couple of months. And <laughs> then um, one random day she texted me and she goes, hey, random question, but can I give your number to my boss? And I said, sure. <laughs> Who was Brennan at the time? It was Brennan. Yes, that's, that is correct. And next thing I knew, Brennan was calling me and talking to me about what I studied in college, like kind of a, an interview um, that we had, but then also we were talking about baptism and it was just really cool how that just kind of, I don't know, the interview I had with you and then also with Pat too. Like, I feel like I was constantly having conversations about baptism. It was the one part of my life that I really didn't think about. And it, yeah, it, I don't know. The rest is kind of history, except that I started and I got baptized and it was a good day. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's such a cool story. It's also funny, uh, in hindsight because yeah, we had these, we had a couple of, I guess, formal ish interviews. Your interview with Pat was probably more formal, by the way, Pat is our, all of our boss. He's our, the executive pastor. And so I had reached out to Madison first. I knew some background from Tess, but we were looking for somebody on our creative team. Madison does graphic design, but she also has like a, you double majored in some, I don't know, you're just super smart. So uh-huh, you're overachiever, double well, majored. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, we definitely need help. But I was looking for somebody to manage projects because we have videos and requests that come in and a couple of graphic designers that work in, in like, I don't do all of that stuff. And so, uh, um, and so I just needed some help with that. And so here comes Madison is like, okay, let's find out who you know, this girl is, uh, she's a friend of Tessa's, you know, that doesn't mean we're going to hire. So <laughs> I call her and Tess had told me, yeah, she's all of that, that you just explained. And she said, I've talked to her about baptism before. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Most of the first conversation that I had with Madison on the phone was pretty much about what baptism is and, and kind of that step of obedience and you know, all of that. 
and I might have asked you a couple of actual questions about the job. And then you met with Pat, and then I think we talked again and again. It was like, hey, so, you know, what did you think about the Baptist? It was a few weeks later. Anyways, yeah, fast forward. Madison comes on staff. It was, it was early November, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then I think it was like the next Sunday, mm-hmm. Tess baptized you, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when you got baptized, and that was awesome. But as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit, I want to I want to talk about because what I'm sensing in this conversation that we're having is really about community mm-hmm. and how important community was for you. But it's also been really important, I think, for what you're doing now. Talk to us a little bit about what you and Tess are doing with with women in our area. Yeah, so Tess and I co-lead a young women's Bible study group through the church and we, so actually what was funny is I first came to that Bible study four months before I started working at New Life. And so I was going to that, uh, and this has existed for two years now and we have grown so much. It's so cool to see how new young women just hear about our group and they're like, oh, we'd love to join. And it's such, it's been so fruitful in fact that like we have to consider multiplying, which is so cool because yes. that means we have more young women joining these groups. So that has been really cool to co-lead that with her kind of a full circle moment of, you know, six, maybe six or seven years ago now, she first led me in my Bible, in her, in our Bible study. And then just, yeah, that friendship continuing for a while now. Yeah. And it's actually a huge thing. I mean, again, uh, I only hear about it because, well, I'm a guy and I'm much older, yeah, but you are not, I'm not, I'm not invited to this group, but I hear about it and I just hear the great stories and the encouragement that comes from these women who are getting plugged in and connecting the community and really growing in their faith. And they have two really great leaders in you and Tess. And thank the Lord, we get to talk to Tess pretty soon about her story, yeah. but to hear that what God has been doing in your lives and you guys continue to pour into other people. So as you've been modeled that, you guys are continuing to do that. And it's so encouraging to see what God is doing in that group. Yeah. And that's one of the facets that we talk about with discipleship is that we are followers of Christ. That's what the word disciple means. And so part of our, all of us, if you, if you're listening to this and you claim to be following Christ, you're, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Part of that is we've all been given a calling and a command to follow after Christ and, and our relationship with him, right? To grow closer to him so that we can hear and follow his voice as we talk about, you, you know, we want to show people how to hear and follow the good shepherd, which Jesus calls himself uh, in the gospels. And that's what a oh, part of that is what you're doing with the, with other women that you are, you're actually building into their life and showing them how to follow Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, what's so cool is I also believe that that is attractive to people, that community, but then also the idea that like you mentioned earlier, you know, I, my identity was in all these other things. Well, that doesn't change when you get out of high school mm-hmm. or college. It kind of, uh, as you feel like you mature, the things that you put your identity in sort of also mature. I want to buy the bigger house. I want to buy the better car. I want to have the better vacation or buy a second home or any of those things. And that's great if you have those and you're a Christian, but also 
first and foremost, we're trying to show other people how to follow Jesus like we are following Jesus. And Mm -hmm. that is so amazing that you do that. And also that you continue to do that with one of your best friends in Tess. You know, Mm -hmm. that's super special. Um, So Madison, uh, anything that you would add to the third chair? Because I got two more questions for you as we kind of wrap up. Um, No. No? Okay. That's, no, that's great. That's great. I mean, you have a great story. We she appreciate just, that. Uh, she just wants to hear your questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh no, what is he going to ask me? Uh, so, so as we wrap this up, if you could encourage someone who's not a believer in Jesus, what would you tell them? Well, yeah. And I, you know, I've talked a lot about identity in young women, but I know that men and women both struggle with identity. And I think especially this day and age, we are being influenced to put our identity in so many other things that isn't Christ. And so I would say to a non-believer, I'd say all those things that you are looking towards and chasing that are so impermanent in this world, they will not bring you peace, the true peace of Christ, because we crave that peace. There is a Jesus-sized hole in all of our hearts, and we need it to be filled by something permanent beyond this world. That's awesome. So last question, if you could encourage a believer, someone who, you know, someone who is a believer in their faith and in their story, like what would you say? Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing too, because I think um, as, as Christians, I think we would all say that our walks have been different throughout the years and we have found ourselves is struggling to remind ourselves that Christ is our true identity. And so even to believers now, when they're going out to share their story, like remind yourselves that Jesus is your identity. You have eternity with him. And like that should excite us to go share that with everyone who is struggling with their identity right now. And just encouraging people that this is, I mean, this is more important than anything. Yeah, I'm like really encouraged by this. And again, just to see how young you are. I mean, honestly, I'm 48 years old. Brennan's. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, man, we're sharing. We're sharing ages now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 48. And sometimes I can get discouraged when I see all the stuff that's happening in the world and the young kids and and stuff that's happening with my own children, like the the things that they encounter on a daily basis. And to see someone like you who is still very young and you're committed to following Christ and you're making an impact in other people and you're a part of a, a you're you're going to be married again when this goes live you will be married mm-hmm. crazy uh, my last question for you I'm not going to ask everyone who, or I'm not going to ask you to share how you got set up with your soon-to-be husband. Why not? It's a great story. Uh, it is a really good story. <laughs> you know, it involves Tess and involves Tom. It doesn't involve Brennan, but <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are some funny aspects that do involve me, but yeah. not 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 in the actual uh, setting up. Of yes, there you go. Madison and Logan. But that's another story you can ask Tess on another time, or you can even ask us if you email us, thirdchair at newlife.church. We can talk about that a little bit. But my question for you is, how would you encourage people who are getting ready to get married? Mm-hmm. Um, what What would you say to them as as you're preparing to be married? Yeah, I people that are preparing to get married, I think something that has been very significant for Logan and I specifically has been just always communicating about everything 
but that isn't just on a, you know, worldly level of, all right, this is what's going on today. This is how I feel all that stuff, but also on a spiritual level of like, how can we bring God into our relationship? How can we be the light of Christ to other people? And I, I would say that is something that we've been doing in preparing for our wedding too, is we want our wedding to look different from other weddings uh, in the world. And so we're emphasizing how we can be a light set on a hill for the world to see through mm-hmm. Christ. And I think that has been a very cool thing for us. I think, I think one of the other things too, that's been cool is seeing you guys actually seek out counseling, yeah. right. And yeah. like seek out other people in your lives. Can you like talk a little bit about that too? Yeah. We, so we did premarital counseling with Mike Feaster who came oh, name drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Name right. drop to everyone here. Um, and it was, such, it, that was really good to do because we got, even though we've talked about a lot of things leading up to premarital counseling, it was good to go through exercises of how to communicate healthy and how to fight fair is what I'm sure you will hear, um, in marriage, but, um, so, but also counsel from, you know, people at church, like you, Brennan and Tom and Brett and Laura and Logan's parents. Like, it's just, we've gotten counsel and my parents, sorry, but we've gotten counsel from so many people. And it's, that is also important to get wisdom from people that have been married for X amount of years or just believers that want what's best for your marriage and who know what the purpose and meaning of marriage is as well. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that, Madison. I know that wasn't on any of the questions that we were going to ask you, but I love again, it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, I mean, but again, like, you know, our third chair story, like our, our three chair story, that third chair continues on the rest of our life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you came to our church, you end up meeting Logan. I mean, now you guys are in, like, that's amazing. And you're trying to set your marriage up to, to be focused on Christ so that others can see him through you and through your marriage. So mm-hmm. that, that's so amazing. Um, we love talking to you. Thank you so much for doing this. If you're listening, uh, thank you so much for listening to The Third Chair. Uh, Tom, what do you want to say to people as we wrap up? Yeah, I want to encourage you, again, if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it. Rate us uh, positively, of course. Rate us positively. Uh, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, um, and uh, definitely share it with other people. Again, these are real stories with real people uh, who've experienced Christ, and so everyone's got a story, and so we want to encourage us. So if you got questions, you got thoughts, or if you got someone that you'd like us to talk to, email us at thethirdchair@newlife.church. Hey, thanks so much, Tom, and thank you so much for listening we just uh, we're blown away by the stories that we hear of people saying hey I was listening to that today and man that was a cool story and I think I might know somebody who you know they've got a great story of how they met Christ and if that's you or if you know anybody again email that that address but thank you so much for listening we will talk to you next time on the third share podcast God bless